we're recording now. Oh, well, we just we like we just started. Welcome to Wegmans. <laughs> All right, guys, this is Person About Town, and this week we're with Emily Ruskowski, and we are at Wegmans, and she's going to tell us all about it. Okay. Okay, so this is Wegmans. You may call it a grocery store. Do we need a cart? I mean, I, we, well, first we'll go eat, and then we'll walk around and we'll, we'll get food. Okay, cool. So that's what we'll do first. Because right. you can't do it all at once. You'll, be, you'll get very overwhelmed. Okay. We're in, we are in a, it's a magical land of food is what it is. I have never been here. I, that's where the cafe's eating area. What? I am impressed. Well, we gotta, well, we gotta Wait, where? And then we go up there. Yeah, we so gotta, where, where, we're going to go this way. Okay. So we drove up to this location, and it is a grocery store in two parts. There is covered parking. I don't even... And it uh, looks like a little villa outside, and there's like little, little landscaping and neat stuff. I am highly impressed. There are cookies. Oh, there's a whole cookie section. There's, there's a, a coffee a, section. A section this just for all, cookies? This, is, this whole area is just the prepared foods of like bakery and and like bar, like food bars and a sushi bar. Birds could fly in here. This it's is incredible. And the cafe seating, we'll go sit upstairs okay. and then we'll grocery shop after that. Okay. So Lead this, ta-da. Uh -huh. Wow. I am impressed. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right, let's we'll get food at okay. these food bars, you okay. guys. Wait, oh, amazing. So there's Cobb, not Cobb salad, there are Cobb salads fruit and salads fruit salads and then there's like asian food over there and like home style like fat american people food over there there's all sorts of great stuff there's dumpling stations what? Uh, we'll get cook there's the, the cookies there's a substation how do you decide what to do first i mean we should walk around okay. and see what yes. speaks to you okay i think the salad bar is sort of pedestrian yeah i'm not trying to do that yeah because it's a i mean it's a nice salad bar yeah. thank you but it's it's a salad. You know, this is Wegmans. You can yes. get more. You don't need, look at this wing bar. There are lots of types of wings. There's so many wings. So that's wing bar. Next we'll go to, there's the Asian food. They have like dumplings and Indian food and then like. An Indian food bar? Yeah, 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 yeah. So much. And the sushi bar over there. What? It's the home style food. It's like fat American people stuff. <laughs> is that what you were saying? Italian <laughs> stuff and then fat American stuff. What? And vegetarian. A soup bar. Pretty, pretty amazing. I will agree. We can walk up this way and walk back down. Okay, cool, cool. There's more bakery. That was just the cookie section. And then there's an additional bakery section aside from the cookie section. All right, so while we walk around and decide what we are going to get, I'd like you to tell the listeners where we were originally going to go. Okay, so we were going to go to Wahlburgers uh, in where, I don't know, Hingham or something. And uh, my dad was like, you can't, you can't go to Wegmans. You, I mean, you can't go to Wahlburgers because they, they shoot a TV show there and, and you shouldn't mess with the Wahlbergs because they're tough people and they'll have you arrested and I'm not going to bail you out. And I was like, well, maybe, like, maybe if Donnie Wahlberg is the one who files the police report, like we can get an autograph and like get a picture while I'm arrested. I'm okay with that. And he goes, no, isn't your friend you're going with black? You don't want the cops involved in anything right now. So don't go there. Is what my dad said. <laughs> so that's why we're at Wegmans instead. <laughs> oh my God, that's the biggest shrimp I've ever seen. Yep, I told you. That's a real animal. Huh? We're we're losing our goddamn minds <laughs> right now. Oh my God, there's family packs of shrimp. Oh, that's forty six dollars. I'm not getting it. But well, I like that it exists. Family. Well, yeah. Like, if I have a family. Is that a, what animal is that? That is a swordfish from Ecuador. Okay, guys, what I am looking at is. What looks to be a, a chunk of whale. Torso? Yeah, it's a huge, it's just frozen and sitting on ice. It looks like someone left just part of a carcass oh my God, look out the, and available. Look, look the fish have lemons in their mouth like they're eating them. And then they have smiling lemons. That's so mean. <laughs> that's, that is cruel. It's a little funny though, right? It's kind of funny, but also sad because they're dead. You know what? You know what? You, you work at Wegmans. It's very busy. You're on your feet all day. You got to have a little bit of fun. You do. You have to entertain yourself somehow. All right. Shall we get food? Yes. We should get food. And what? Sit down and get down to brass tacks. Yes. What has spoken to you so far? I always do the Asian food bar. I'm going to go to the wing bar. I mean, I'm going to mix and match. I'm not confining myself to one bar. So wait, are they all priced similarly? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All same price. You okay, cool, cool. I'm going to get one of these whoopie pies, too. Ooh. This is more desserts, too. And this cook, we, you know, 
we might have to come back for a couple rounds. That's accurate. That's accurate. I also see that they sell alcohol. They do. See, yep, yep, yep. They do. They sell everything you could ever want. They sell dreams and kisses and candy is what they sell. I think it's illegal to sell kisses, but Probably, the other thing. But if, you know, the, like Hershey kisses. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm going to pretend that's what I meant oh. initially. Ooh. All right. Okay. Let's get let's get these food things. So these are the food containers. All right. I'm going to put this in my purse. So we're recording still. All right. So we're getting some sort of, this looks, what is this made out of? Huh? Uh, magic. I have no idea. It's kind of like those biodegradable ones or those ones that are made out of corn byproduct or something. But, um, you know, it's, that's what that is? Those look great. You want one? I'll get one. Yeah, here you go. Chicken farm tender. Look at Thank that. Thank you. Boom. Don't limit yourself. You want to get stuff, yeah. There's black bean enchilado. I told you, you and Wegmans now. There's dispensing stations for cutlery? I don't know if I totally understand it, but it's here. Ooh, curry chicken. Anything your heart could desire is here. You want some? I was about to say something ridiculous. <laughs> well, you can say it anyway. Uh, um... Like a man? <laughs> I mean, I've seen like several. There are, I mean, there are, this isn't like a single gender facility or anything. <laughs> Pretty cool, eh? Yeah. I'm constructing sweet and sour chicken. Or rather, I'm getting chicken bits and then I will get sauce containers, one filled with dumpling sauce, one filled with sweet and sour sauce. Oh, I should get some dumpling sauce too. Yeah, that's a good idea. Here, dumpling sauce, okay. sweet and sour sauce. Thank you, thank you. Genius. Oh, they. Ugh. I told you they don't fuck around at Wegmans. I'm trying to figure out how best to hold this microphone and not look like a crazy person. I mean, you're doing pretty good right now. All right. Here's one. Cool. This chick is like, hurry it up. Now to the cookies. Yes. What? Yes. Cookie Wait. Box. Are cookies the same price? How does this all work? No, you get the cookies separate. Okay. Got it. Close them. All right. Tell them what we're seeing now. So we're seeing the holiday cookie section. It's amazing. There, in fact, is a sign that says holiday 2014 holiday cookies. Snickerdoodles and rum balls and everything you could want. We're in a family establishment, so I have to limit the cursing. I get macaroon, obviously. Obviously. What are you getting, Canise? Uh, I'm going to get rum balls because they're my jam. Do they have rum logs? Are those what they're supposed to be? I feel like you're you're asking, you know, we already have the rum balls. Do you need more? <laughs> oh, there's rum balls, but I want rum logs. No, I worked at a bakery, and this is the one thing that, like, I haven't had since I stopped working at that bakery. Really? Like, like you can't 11 find it months. anywhere? I know where that bakery is. I could go there. Is that where you got the cake for that thing? That party? Yeah, 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 that was a good cake. I know, right? How many rum balls do you want? Uh, oh, thanks. Uh, I would like two rum balls. <laughs> They'd normally do come in a set. Oh, yeah. Yuck, 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 Oh, I don't like, sh I mean, I like shortbread cookies, but they like, they're always like, oh, you know. <laughs> like, it's never like, oh, I want to write home about this shortbread cookie. Yeah, yeah that's why I want to try these alternative cookies. Ooh. I'm satisfied. I think I'm going to get a chocolate chip cookie. They also have ones that look like Christmas trees and stockings, stars, and homes. Okay. Wait, I don't Cafe yeah, look at that. See that? All right, let's go. Where do we buy this stuff? Over here. Okay. See, we're already having fun. Yes. Is this not the most magical place you've ever been? I, I am digging this place. You'll never go back to Shaw's ever again. I mean, I have to because okay, I... You'll probably go back to Shaw's, <laughs> like, it's but, like you two blocks but you'll know what house. you're missing. Yeah, thank you for It'll exposing me to greatness <laughs> that I'll never yes, be able to so have again. Shaw's will be worse for you next time. <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna get water. What do you want to okay. Um, I'm gonna get. Th I, uh, all kinds. There's so much. Shoot. They. It is a wall of water. Um, 
Am I gonna be horrible and get what I really want? If they even have it. Oh, no, if you're gonna get soda, you should go to the fountain because it's cheaper. Fountain soda it is. Fountain soda tastes better anyway. Yeah. It is actually, I can handle fountain soda carbonation far better than I can handle, because I have that weird no carbonation thing. Yeah. Oh my God, it's a machine? What? Yeah. Okay, guys, this is something I've never seen in my life. This is a Coca-Cola machine. Uh, you can mix like a million different kinds. There's ice in the, you press for ice, and then, okay, well, well okay, okay, They're not going to be excited. Down. They have these at like Fuddruckers. Well, I've never, I, what <laughs> I live in a city. When am I at a Fuddruckers? <laughs> All right, so we've got Diet Coke, we've got caffeine, oh, caffeine-free Diet Coke is a joke. Fuck that. Can we swear in your podcast? Yes, we can, but I, <laughs> I just worry that there's like there's a small child right there. Yeah, but he's far enough away. That's true. All right, wait, root beer. Wait, root beer doesn't have caffeine in it, does it? I don't know. I don't think it, I don't know. Does Mr. Pibb have caffeine? I don't know. I can't okay, Diet for Coke. any of them. Uh, the whole screen went to Diet Coke. Nice. Like you can add you can add flavors what? What? into it. There was, there was Diet there Vanilla is, Coke no, the whole you, time? You can still do that, yeah. Okay, I was like, there you go. No, no, don't panic. These fucking liars. Yeah, no, don't panic. I thought that they were hiding that no, 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 there no. was they diet. They want you to have that vanilla too. Co- Are no, you they don't want it. Wegmans doesn't ever want to deprive you. Don't forget uh, that. Diet. Oh, they oh my God. They want you to have everything you've ever wanted. Huh. They're Wegmans. This lid is antimicrobial? Would you expect anything less? I, just, I don't even know what that means for a lid, really. There's no Ebola on the lid. Thank God. I know. Other lids, it doesn't Ebola. say that. Probably has Ebola. Where's, where's, okay, straws. I was like, where, where's straw? Okay, thanks. This is the uh, episode where I sound like, yeah, I'm gonna hold this. oh, thank you. Yep. Where I sound like a crazy person, just in awe of everything. Smaller set. This is the small, what? The rest, the whole, uh, down there's a grocery store, like a full grocery store down there. Oh my God. This one's way better, way better than the one in Chestnut Hill. I'm very happy that we went to this one instead of the one oh, in yeah, Chestnut Hill. Oh yeah, the one in Chestnut Hill is like, pfft, their cafe seating area is like a joke. I'm discovering things. I am so excited. I know. Yeah, we have it's. They have a section of like home goods stuff. Like you could buy neat things for your home. What? Their cheese counter will blow your uh, goddamn. All oh, right, we're definitely making a trip to the cheese counter. All right, I'm getting. Uh, we're not weird. We're recording a podcast. Yeah, we're recording a podcast. Okay. <laughs> In case you're like you crazy, act like that like, happens all the time. You're like, yeah, people come up with microphones a lot. Oh no no, in high school we used to record podcasts. Oh yeah? Yeah, in um, VAA. What was your podcast? Oh well, no, not me per se, oh. but you know the kids that did the certain. Do you, you know about VAA, Boston Arts Academy? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. So yeah, that's Chestnut Hill. Oh, yeah, this is like, Chestnut Hill's more of an express compared oh, to like, thumbs down. <laughs> this one, yeah. I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah. You will. You will. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. 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 I'll grab this. Enjoy your podcast. Thank you. I'll grab one of those. Thanks. Well, I can grab that if you can grab that. Okay. I got the water. We'll just grab this. Uh, Bye. Thank you very much. All right, we got to find a place to sit. Want to go that one in the back or you want to go? Yeah, let's do the one in the back. I mean, we should see the whole thing. Sure. Apparently, there's a whole other area, in case you didn't hear. We're overlooking the area where we just were. We are looking down at the cookie section. I see what I may get if I am not sated by the cookies I have. No one's ever left Wegmans not sated. I can see Unsated? That. Look at they have little windows like it's an Italian villa or something. <laughs> little fake windows. With lights, so it looks like there's warm candlelight. You won't find this shit at Shaw's. Accurate. <laughs> They definitely don't have diet vanilla Coca-Cola. And we're in a beautiful, it looks like a Bertucci's up here. <laughs> All right, so Emily. So Kanish. You moved here from DC. Yes, I did. So tell me a little bit about that transition. It was really hard. I, um, so I've been doing comedy in DC for four years and I had been lucky to get a lot of great opportunities down there. There are also three like big clubs there that pay, which is really cool. So like I had gotten in with all three of them and was doing hosting weekends at the three clubs, which was awesome there. Um, the DC Improv, the Arlington Cinema and Draft House and Magoobie's Joke House in Baltimore. And they were all really, really wonderful to me. Actually the Draft House, the guys who run the Draft House, Andy Klein and Randolph Terrence were always super awesome to me. And they were my first hosting weekend at a club. Mm-hmm. And then they were the last one I did right before I left. 
Uh, I opened for Hal Sparks for the weekend, like two, I think the week or two weeks before I moved. Um, so I'd like just come off like some great stuff and right when you're leaving too everyone's like come headline my bar show Emily's last show here Emily's like farewell mini tour of DC <laughs> so I was doing tons and tons of shows and like lots of long sets and like having a great time and then I moved and it's so <laughs> trash can the trash can guys it's so uh, di don't edit that out I want them to get the experience yeah. that we yeah. have yeah Yes. <laughs> so I came here and it was really hard because they don't like, I mean, no one knows you. It's a different city. Nobody knows you. You have to prove yourself and it takes a while. And I think it takes longer if you have a negative attitude, which I did. So I was super sad. And I'd been in D.C. for seven years. And part of why I came back, like the, the job, I'd graduated grad school and I'd worked for this company for a while. And then they got sold and like a bunch of us got laid off. And part of why I came home, like my sister was going to be getting married and um, my mom had passed away the year before so my dad was kind of on his own and sad uh, so it was a time of like okay this is a good time to come home but it wasn't and I'd gotten a great job up here and I was happy but it was also like an ending of something that had been a really cool part of my life yeah. like I did stand up for f like four years down there but I lived down there for seven years mm -hmm. and like it was one of the like best probably like the best time of my life was the time I lived down there and I'd made all these a lot of friends and I it felt so weird to leave there so it's already like sad and almost and I know it's it wasn't like a failure or something and I was but to move back home at like I was 20 you know I was about to turn 29 so I was 28 and you know move back into your childhood bedroom after you've been on your own for seven years in a city that you chose to move back to like your hometown sort of under not ideal circumstances was really hard and then to not have the thing that always got me through hard times which is stand-up yeah. I even after my mom died I the longest I've taken off from stand-up in the last five years was three weeks when my mom died mm -hmm. and then I got like my biggest like freak out hosting thing right after that I opened for uh, at Magoobies in Baltimore for Gilbert Gottfried like right after mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god he was Jerry the belly button elf on Ren and Stimpy ah <laughs> and I like freaked out uh, but so I'd always had stand-up to get me through when things were tough or I just needed an outlet. I had stand-up, so I didn't have that here. I came back and, like, was going, you know, 45th at Mike's. There are a lot more comics in Boston than there are in D.C., so the lists are way longer. I'd never been to a mic in D.C. that had more than, I think, 23 or 24 people on it. Really? Yeah, so it, there's just so many more comics, and I didn't know where to go, and I, nobody knew me yet, so I'd lost. And comedy, it's such a social network, too. So I'd lost sort of my social system. I just started a new job, so I didn't know my coworkers yet. And, and the thing that had always sort of carried me through was the thing that was challenging for me again. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was really, really hard. And I sort of reflect back now, a year and like four or five months after I got here and like what a different picture it is for me now, mm -hmm. uh, especially in comedy, that the, the comics here are so nice <laughs> and everybody like hangs out a lot more outside of like just shows mm -hmm. than they did in DC. Like there's oh. like more parties and gather, like it's just great and people are, once I sort of dropped the attitude, mm -hmm. I really sort of got like welcomed into the comedic community, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really like, it's it's, been such a positive experience for me since um but the transition was hard and it was hard because of me that I was just like I don't I felt bad about being here and and losing the opportunities that I'd had and I just once I sort of let go of that because I think you have to be like this is not going to be like what it was this is a different thing and you have to sort of take it for what it is it started really being something great for me when would you say that you made that transition? Because I never saw you as having an attitude or anything like that. So, like, to me, you were always, like, nice and interested in hanging out and stuff. So, yeah, when did that transition happen? I mean, I think I – and I'm not someone – I'm pretty even-keeled. I think I'm not someone who gets, like, bitchy or takes it out on people when I'm angry. I'm just, like, I, I was sad and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't hang out as much as I should have. And I'd, or I'd leave a mic and be like, I'm not going 46, and I'd leave. Mm -hmm. And when I sort of got over that and was like, this is what this is now, and you have to build back up, people don't know you're funny. People don't know what you've done in D.C., so you just have to start up from the bottom. Mm -hmm. And once I sort of accepted that, it, it took a couple months, probably in the fall, because I'd gotten into BCF, mm -hmm. 
and that sort of changed things too because people were like oh she got in she must like people started to be like oh she must have something if she got in that's great so after that I started getting booked more so I would say September sort of the whole the summer was rough and then September was sort of a turning point but I even then like made friends started to like hang out with comics and like people would talk people always would always talk to you and be nice to you always right from the get-go um but then I started hanging out more and getting invited to more things and getting more show offers. So I would say it took a, a couple months. And once I, that sort of one opportunity, like I got that and I, I was like, all right, I'm going to be okay. So that was, that was great. How's the food? The food is delicious. Right? Wait, what are, what are you, what is it that you're eating? So I got a bunch of different shit. <laughs> I got some Indian food. I got basmati rice with chicken curry and chickpeas. I got pan fried pork dumplings. I got some neat like mushrooms and white wine sauce, Ooh. an arancini, and chicken tender parm with penne and sauce. Mm. Tell them what you got. Mm. So I also it's not in smaller portions. We're not giant pigs, <laughs> so it's not like we got six entrees. Each. Yeah, it's in one food container. Yeah, we each got one container. Exactly. So I got I didn't know what was in it, but I like dumplings, so I was willing to take a chance. I got two of those pork dumplings. I got some of that basmati rice. I got some chicken with some sort of red sauce on it. It's like, I guess it's like a generic tiki masala type of deal. Although they didn't call it that. I'm like, we can pronounce tiki masala. Like, that's, not, that's not that hard. Um, I also got one of these parm chicken tenders. And I got, it is supposed to be sweet and sour chicken, but you have to like, it's chicken that's just been fried and then you dip it in the sweet and sour sauce. But it's pretty good. Yeah, I like when they do that because <clears throat> if they don't, the chicken gets soggy. And you sense. lose the crispiness. Oh. I like where their heads are. Wegmans is always thinking of you, Kenise. Thanks, Wegmans. Mm -hmm. right. So they want us all to be happy. I can see that. I know, and they succeed. Agreed. This is a great way to spend a rainy Saturday. Right? Well, that's the thing. Other grocery stores are boring. Mm -hmm. This is an adventure. That is accurate. Wegmans, an adventure. That's right. There, um, there was one around the corner from grad school, and uh, anytime I had like a rough day at grad school, I'd immediately go over to Wegmans, which was always because I rarely did the reading. Mm -hmm. So, mm. so wait, tell them where you went to grad school, like what you majored in, and like the job that you like that you do. I went to George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. I got my master's in clinical social work, uh, and I am now. An emergency mental health crisis clinician. I primarily work with kids, uh, so I go to like schools or homes. I used to, when I did more adult cases, I'd spend a lot of times in the emergency room, mm -hmm. but now with kids, I spend most of my day like going to schools uh, where kids have threatened to blow them up or are kicking and screaming and, and flipping out uh, or having meltdowns or saying they're gonna kill themselves. You know, the usual kid mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. kid school stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so I'll go to schools or hospitals or homes or daycares, after school programs, wherever kids are that are flipping out, I go. Ah, mm -hmm. I love it. Wow. <laughs> I have never heard someone say that they loved spending time specifically with, like, children who were freaking out. Well, because I don't have to take them home. Like, <laughs> I, I like kids when I get to give them back. Ah, yeah. Like, the parents have to deal with a kid who's out of control all the time. Mm -hmm. But for a half-hour stint or an hour and a half at a time, I can do that. Okay. Can you talk about any of the cases, like some of the like more specific stuff that you've seen? I can. I mean, with HIPAA laws, I can. I can give you like case examples. Mm. I saw a teenager in an emergency room was there for being very aggressive mm. all the time, and I couldn't figure out sort of why this kid was aggressive because there was something about this kid that I I liked very mm. much. I was like, this is a funny, nice kid um, who was just out of control all the time, and in front of this kid's mom, you know, wouldn't say anything in front of anybody. And then when asked that everyone else sort of leave the room and it just be me, and this person had been like screaming in my face and swearing at me. I have a very high tolerance for that. <laughs> my boss says it's one of my strengths is that I have a very high frustration tolerance. Like unless someone's actively punching me in the face, like I'm good. So, <laughs> so this kid was like screaming at me and then asked that everyone else leave and that I stay. And then the kid uh, said to me, I'm angry all the time because um, I'm, ah, okay. Uh, 
So this kid um, asked, another garbage thing just went by, you guys, right in this suspenseful thing. And the kid said, garbage, 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 garbage. Uh, the kid had said to me, uh, I'm gay and I don't know how to tell my parents and I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. And so I'd rather just be out of control and them see me as a bad kid. Wow. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was just incredibly, um, I thought it was such a, what a, I, I was so shocked to hear that, like, what an insightful thing mm -hmm. to say. And you don't often, like, hear that from, teenagers, I think, and kids are a lot more insightful than we think they are. Mm -hmm. Like, kids and, like, people, we always think of adults as having a capacity for insight, but kids and adolescents we always sort of think they don't mm -hmm. and then they'll say things that you're like wow this kid knows so much more than everyone thinks they know yeah so this kid you know i, I that was a really profound experience for me mm -hmm. to have a kid sort of say something like that um and there have been other cases of kids that i was just like this is because i think people see an aggressive kid and they think oh this kid's a bad kid or this yeah. kid's but i think a lot of times it's, it's like that kid it's masking something else I'm hurt and I don't know how to say it I'm yeah. afraid and I don't know how to say it so I just act out so they focus on my behavior instead of my feelings which I'm not comfortable with um, and that um, I think means a lot to me that I get to be the person to like just be like hey it's okay to just talk about this right now and let's yeah. figure it out so uh, I really like cases like that 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 particular kid sticks with me a lot um, there have been other kids that will, they swear and yell and scream at you and then they'll come back later and be like, I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> and it's nice to be you know, like, I, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have called you that. Uh, the, I shouldn't have called you the C word and I'm sorry I did. I'm like, I have been called so much worse. It's really okay. Worse than the C word? Oh yeah, people say all sorts of, oh my God. When people are in crisis, they'll sort of deflect anything. Like, especially if they're in trouble, they'll freak out and be like, you did this and this is your fault. And they don't understand. It's like when you're a kid and someone tells on you and you're mad and you don't understand that, like, it's your behavior that, that yeah. elicited the consequence. Yeah. Not, it's not, you know, the, a consequence is the symptom of your behavior, not yeah. the cause of your problems. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think adults have as much of a hard time with that as kids do, <laughs> maybe more so, which is why I just like, I, I like the kids because of things like they're just surprising and interesting. Yeah. And, kids have so little control over their circumstances that a lot of times I think 99% of the time their reactions and their behaviors are responses to stressors they can't control yeah. and I think people forget that of like kids aren't just out of control for no reason something's going on that's really bothering them so I just yeah I love I think they're funny <laughs> they're really really funny and they say funny stuff so we were just stuffing our faces and Kenise reminded me of something of when people say shit that makes you sad right before you get on stage. Yeah. And I would sort of solicit it. How? So, okay, right after, so my mom died in May of 2012. So my dad and I had always, my dad and I have always been really close. So we would talk, I think I would talk to my dad more than I talked to anybody else. And most times when I talked to my dad, I had to call on the phone, I'd talk to my mom too. Mm -hmm. But especially after she died, I would make sure to call my dad every night. Mm -hmm. um, and we'd talk. Um, and I had a lot of shows, so when I had shows, I would always get home really late, mm -hmm. so I'd call my dad before shows. Yeah. So I'd like get out of work, and then go home, eat dinner, and go out to a show, and I'd call my dad on the way to the show. Mm -hmm. And every time, without fail, for like seven or eight months, he would make me cry. So I would walk into the show, like, and I don't have a, my cry face doesn't go away quickly. Like, I have the blurry, bleary eyes and my nose looks different I don't know how but it looks like the yeah, yeah. shape of my nose changes and like uh, it's just not a cute it's not cute so uh, and I try to overcompensate by being like I'm great everything's fine and I'm like oh my god she's lost it so every show I'd walk in for months and no one would say anything because they knew my mom did so they're like oh she just needs time and finally someone was like are you okay and I was like yeah I just call my dad before every show and he makes me cry and they were like stop fucking doing that why do you start? my dad and I would joke he'd be like oh I got you crying before you show I still got it ah! like so it became like a joke he'd be like can I make him cry before a show it was like I think when someone dies you have like fucked up sense of humor about stuff and that was like our thing he's like yeah I still got it made you cry have a great show go sling jokes now haha -ha. no it's okay don't awe it's kind of it's fun like there's a little bit of awe there come on how you we still do it now if he makes I'll, I'll be like I have a show and he'll be like oh I with, and he never mean to make me cry. That's what he he go. Why do you call me before shows? Yeah. 
And so we made it like a joke. He wasn't deliberately trying to make yeah. me cry before shows, but he'd be like, okay, you know I'm going to make you cry. Don't call me before shows. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have a choice. I have to. I don't know why. All the time. And he'd be like, why don't you just call me right after you get off stage? So I think I started doing that. But then it became like a challenge to see if I could not cry during the conference. <laughs> so we, I mean, we've all, my family, I've, my sister and my dad and I have all been a great support for each other in everything that's been going on. But yeah, we, I think you, you develop a messed up sense of humor. Uh, like my dad said, uh, you know, everyone says they want to die in their sleep. He goes, uh, just an FYI, it's not so great for the guy lying next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I really like that. Damn. Okay. So that's, I think you find, you know, in, in, I think we all deal with it as comics. You, you process pain through comedy. Artists do it through, you know, painting or sculpting or musicians through singing. Ours just, ours I think on the surface doesn't seem as healing. Uh, but I think it's it's a different I think it's a different sort of medium for the same thing. Yeah. Like let me translate my pain into something that doesn't hurt me so much. Yeah. For me, it's um, I get I think a lot of my jokes are stories, and like by creating it, like turning it into a story, and then like analyzing, like really digging into it, like what's funny about this. Let me narrow down the ideas. Let me narrow down the ideas to one central thing. Like, I find myself getting over things way quicker because I'm, like, oh, yeah. analyzing it in a very different way. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I hung on to shit for a long time. Like, I got bullied in middle school and was, like, still, I'm, like, why I'm still hanging on to this, like, well into my 20s. And but like, you have such good jokes about it. I know. That's why I turned it because I was, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, still being sad. Oh, I've always been made fun of and I'm unattractive and I'm fat. I was, like, a big Eeyore. And then I was, like, why don't I just stop doing that? Like, I, for years, I got called, like, meatball in uh, middle school which is funny now <laughs> and my dad and my sister thought it was funny so they started calling me meatball at home too uh, <laughs> which is but it's fun. like yeah, as an adult I can look at it so like I wrote that in my comic in residence bio like once known to her middle school classmates only as meatball so I you know like you can turn yeah. things into you translate that into it's not it's not a part of your narrative that was forced on you by someone else yeah. you turn it around to become a positive part of your narrative yeah you know, now it's not these kids making fun of me and making me feel awful. Now it's me taking their words and spinning it in a creative way so that people are laughing along with me yeah. and, and sort of maybe, you know, relating to some of their experiences. Because I think so many human experiences are universal. Yeah. Um, and I think when you can process that with people in a fun way, it makes it easier. I think that's why in, like, again, through, like, my mom's death, we humor really helped us get through mm -hmm. because... So a principal said that to me when I was at a school recently, a kid who was going to the hospital. And you never, you never want to send a kid to the hospital, which is funny because I get, you get desensitized to it. I sent another kid to the hospital one time and the teacher started crying. The kid was excited. It was a little kid, so he was excited. Oh, I'm getting an ambulance. This is neat. I've, what does this button do? Uh, but the teacher started crying and she was like, that's the worst thing I've ever had to do. And I was like, that's not even the worst thing I've done today. Like, you got to relax. Yeah. But so this other kid, like, didn't want to go and was really, it, it was, we had to get the police. It was a messy situation for this young man who needed to go to the hospital. And the principal said to me, um, he made a joke. And he said, you have two choices. You laugh or you cry. Pick one. And I liked it because yeah. I thought it was true. I was yeah. like, he's right. You can either, you can dwell in stuff and just be miserable and let that sort of color your experiences of things. Or you can choose to look at, like, what's funny about it. And sort of remember it that way and ex and work through it that way and experience it that way. Yeah. And it sort of, I, it changes so much about that, I think. Now we're eating the cookies. What cookie are you eating? I'm eating an almond butter shortbread cookie with frosting. That is really, really good. It's not as dry and like powdery as, because it's almond butter, yeah. Oh, okay. And then I've got a chocolate dip coconut macaroon. Nice. And Kenise has. So I had, I already ate one of the chocolate chips uh, cookies. And it was actually quite good. Uh, normally, chocolate chip cookies can be kind of bland, uh, just kind of like a boring, generic cookie cookie. Uh, but this, I think they used maybe like four times the recommended amount of butter. So it was like ridiculously soft. Like it was, I don't even know if it was baked. It was just, <laughs> it was very, very soft. <laughs> How was the vanilla Diet Coke? It is everything that I hoped and more. It's, uh, it tastes just like vanilla Coke, only it doesn't have all the calories. It has chemicals that may give me cancer, but <laughs> no, fewer, fewer calories. Yeah. Well, that's good. 
This is where, so yeah, I was telling, saying before, before we walked in, for whatever reason, like, my happy place is like a really fancy grocery store. <laughs> like, when I'm sad, nothing, nothing makes me feel better mm-hmm. than tooling around like Wegmans or Whole Foods or even Trader Joe's sometimes. Yeah. Just like wandering around and then buying a ton of food. Mm-hmm. I know, and it's not even, I don't even, I won't even say it's the same food. Because I don't buy, like, I'll buy my staples at Market Basket, which I love Market Basket. We all love Arthur T. Demoulis. I was on Team RDT the whole time. I did the boycott. I always believed. Nice. I never gave up hope. <laughs> when everyone around me did, I was like, they're, no, they're going to succeed, and we're going to help them. Okay. And we did. But I love, so, like, I buy, like, I'll go to Whole, whole Foods and, like, spend 15 bucks at the Olive Bar. And I'm like, I feel better now. <laughs> Like here, I'll come and get food uh, from the prepared food section. That's amazing. Uh, and then Whole Foods has a great cheese section. They have great. They have a great everything section here. Their produce here will knock your goddamn socks off. I look forward to it. Uh, so it's just something about, and it doesn't feel like a waste of money in that like buying. I think that's why I like it better because you spend a ton of money. Uh, Wegmans is affordable. I just buy frivolous things, but I, there's something about because you'll use it all. So it doesn't seem like when you want to shop and buy a ton of stuff to make yourself feel better and you go home and you're like, I didn't need six pairs of pink high heels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could have stopped at four. <laughs> and you feel like. Specifically pink high heels. You, just, you need four. But you, yes. you, can, you, I mean, you can do without them. Yeah, exactly. But you have to have your four basic, you know. Uh, but like the food you'll use. So if I buy a ton of ridiculous food it's not like oh these are going to take up space in my closet these preserved lemons ah this feta cheese is excessive and where am i going to wear this uh so <laughs> i'm thinking of a lady gaga style feta cheese outfit <laughs> and people are like i don't know if i want to sit next to her that is very someone dressed in just like cucumbers or a dill outfit and you'd be soulmates that could happen too. You'd need a lot of dill to make an outfit. Yeah, but it'd be really cool because it'd be feathery. It would. Yeah, like a good dill coming up around your face, like feathers, kind of like a like feathery dill dress would be like kind of amazing. I can see that on Project The stems could be a bot, like the boning of a bodice. Okay. Boom. <laughs> dill dress doing it. We'd have to buy probably seven or eight hundred dollars worth of dill, yeah. and you could only wear it for like two or three days before it wilted <laughs> off of you. Uh, but, but still it grows. It will, yeah, it'll be fine. Just, just grow, buy it. grow some more dress. Plant. Yeah, it'll be fine. Grow some more dress or 500 plants yeah. to make the dress. You would have less. I would have to, like, plus size dill dress would be a little bit more. I just think dill. Because, like, I saw dill growing in somebody's yard in San Francisco. And, like, it grows pretty tall. So, like, you can just, like, get a few plants of it and you're good. And, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that's what we should do. Uh, but I, <laughs> dill dress, guys. <laughs> Write this down. <laughs> dill dress. Someone throws yogurt at them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That's got to be a performance art piece. Video. I want that to like, exist. Like putting people in different ingredient outfits and making them mash together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now you're tzatziki. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. Come over here with crudite and crackers and dive in. <laughs> Someone, like a souvlaki person, comes over and is like, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Souvlaki? Souvlaki. What does that mean? It's like a Greek sandwich. It's wonderful. Oh. Like um, it's like this, it's a, it's meat that they like shave off of this thing. It's that. great. It's A plus plus. All right. Greek food. Uh, but yes, what I oh, so, yeah, food you can and then so it's two part because I come in I make fancy things, mm-hmm. I buy fancy things and then I I come in I buy lots of fancy things I watch Food Network and then I make lots of fancy things. Nice. So I feel good because I can go home later and just cook. Like I was sad uh, last week. And I was bummed out, and I was like, I need Olive Bar. And I went to Olive Bar, and I got preserved lemons and uh, olives and I'm and lamb. There was lamb there, too, so I made a Moroccan lamb stew. Wow. And my dad loves it. He's like, you should be sad more often. This is amazing. <laughs> this is great. Uh, that is way better uh, than what I do if I'm sad. What do you do? And then go to a store and spend money. It's going to be like, uh, oh, they sell 25-ounce cans of Bud Light Lime? Okay. <laughs> it's $2? Let's do that today. <laughs> I don't know what you... Bud Light Lime is like your thing. What do you like? The Limeritas and all that? No, I do not like those because they have too much sugar in them and they're like thick. Like it's syrupy. Oh, yeah. And so I don't understand It's like the, cough medicine. Yeah. 
it tastes kind of like cough medicine to me. But that is Bud Light Lime. It's light. It's refreshing. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know why I became addicted to fake lime taste over the summer. Like there's a lot of things with fake lime in it, and I became addicted to specifically fake lime taste. And now that's all I want. Oh, just art. Real limes. You're like, get the fuck out of my life. I yeah. need artificial, artificial lime. lime. Artificial lime flavoring. Yeah. In fact, if they sell that here, I might get it. <laughs> Just put it in everything. Under the premium artificial flavoring section. I would not be surprised if they had one. You know, they probably do. You know what I like, and I, I, I have bad t- I like really, really sweet booze. Mm-hmm. So I love the only kind of wine I like is Moscato. Lo- bubbly Moscato is the oh, oh. So you sound, end up sounding like a rapper from 2012. Exactly. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, bubbly Moscato is amazing. Uh, but I also like, like I would drink the Mike's Hard, like r- r- like raspberry lemonade or berry lemonade, oh. and Smirnoff Twisted Ice Green Apple was my jam. And so, remember, like a few years ago, you'd ice somebody. So I was at like a party at my sister's house, and she was like, "Turn around, look over there." And there was a Smirnoff ice, and I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." And she's like, "What do you mean, thank you? No, you're iced." And I was like, "Yeah, this is great, thank you." <laughs> it's like when she got Rick rolled when everyone was doing the Rick roll. Yeah. Her then boyfriend, now husband, uh, sent her the Rickroll, and I guess she was at work, and she just, they were like, haha, I got you. And she was like, thank you so much for sending me that great Rick Astley song. And he was like, what are you doing? What? what about when you tried to click out of it? And he, she was like, why would I click out of it? <laughs> like, because I guess when you click out of yeah. it, it would just go, scroll, a, a little um, text box would come up that just said all, and the more you clicked okay, it would run through all the lyrics to the song. Uh, Instead of saying, like, cannot remove this, or script error, it would say, like, we're no stranger to love, and you'd keep (laughs) clicking, like, exit, and it would just keep coming up. But she she didn't even know that, because she was like, why would I X out of it? This is a great song. Yeah. I I actually like that song. It's a great song. I will anytime take an ice or a Rickroll, anytime. Did you ever have, I had a Malibu rum phase? Have you? No, my un- my underage drink was uh, peppermint schnapps. With what? With Hershey's chocolate syrup. And you'd make a peppermint patty. So someone would pour the chocolate syrup in your mouth and you'd take a shot of the, um, the peppermint schnapps. And someone, like... Got me like Hiram Walker hundred proof peppermint schnapps one time. How the hell do they make hundred? I don't know. It was that was a rough night, and uh, <laughs> I wound up coming home with like chocolate syrup in my hair, and I was just it was oh just a mess. God. It was a rough night. It was a rough. That was, we didn't go for hundred proof again for a long time. No, that makes sense. I don't know why. Since I've been over twenty one, I was like I'm over this shit. But underage, if people are like, do you want me to buy you booze? And I'd be like, yes, peppermint schnapps. And they're like, no, but what do you want to, like, drink? And I was like, peppermint schnapps. I'm going to go to 7-Eleven and get Hershey's chocolate syrup. And they were like, this is, all of this is awful. (laughs) I didn't even drink before I turned 21. Ever? I mean, I had, like, a glass of wine at dinner. And for my 19th birthday, somebody got us a case of Smirnoff ices. And it turned, like, I don't know. The people who may or may not be listening to this, if they went to school with me, uh, I think part of the party became kind of like an orgy situation, and then I didn't drink again until I turned 21. I was like, anyone who's listening to this, uh, that was Kenise who said that, uh, and not Emily. That was not me. We don't sound alike at all. Well, in case some people might think we do. We don't know. We've never heard ourselves recorded together. We might be like, man, who's talking right now? It's like one voice just talking to herself. (laughs) That could be the case. No we don't know Emily yet. I know there's no Kenise. <laughs> this is, is Kenise interviewing Emily because she's my favorite comic and person. But people have their pictures. Are they the same person? Sometimes I think that because I saw a beautiful mind like too young and I was like, who knows? Maybe I'm not real. Maybe they're not real. Who's real? He did. That's true. <laughs> yeah. oh, I hate this song so much. Okay. What Christmas song? Do you like the original, though? It's Wham. I like the idea that Wham recorded yeah. a Christmas yeah. album. Yeah. But somebody sang this at me in, like, an aggressive karaoke move. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Was it, like, an ex? No. It was this guy. So I was part of Couchsurfing. 
and he was also part of couchsurfing. What's at, couchsurfing? Oh, couchsurfing is this thing where you can like go and stay on people's couches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoebe yeah. was saying she did that in um, Europe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's also an organization, and like they have meetups and kind of like the comedy oh, cool. where like you go to meetups and then you meet people, and there are lots of parties and that sort of thing. Cool. Um, but this guy was annoying as fuck, and everyone had just been putting up with him, and I was like, I'm having a party, and why the fuck would I invite him? He's right, like you don't want a hear. horrible person. Yeah. And so like I think other people took that and started like not inviting him to things because he's he's awful. Mm-hmm. He was like homophobic and he would like shout at people and say horrible things about women, and it was like, why is we're not here? hanging out with you? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but he ran into me at karaoke at this place that I like, and I didn't know that he also liked it. And he just, like, he did this. He's like, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Don't give your heart to Denise. She's a bitch. And, like, what? Like, I was like, you're karaoke aggressive? No! And he called you out! Oh, my God! Yeah. I thought you were just going to be like, he was making weird eye contact, but he no, called you he out! He specifically saying my name. No! Strangers. And it's like, okay, you can calm the fuck down, okay? <laughs> Nobody likes you. This isn't going to change that. You need to stop. <laughs> Like, I don't know if he thought that was going to make you be like, I should invite him to my yeah. next party. I was wrong. He's so good at angry karaoke. Yeah. And was it the holiday season or was this like in June? Okay. This was, was, all right, it was seasonally appropriate. <laughs> yeah. That's something. That would be funny. The middle of July, someone's like, did you mean to put in this song? He's like, no, I mean it. I mean it 100%. I mean it so much. There's no other songs about being angry at someone. Yeah. This is the only song about being angry and regretful about being yeah. friends with someone. All right, what's your favorite Christmas song? So there are a couple. I Okay, yes, I am... I don't know how people perceive me, but I love Christmas. It's like my favorite thing. I dork out about it so hard. I listen to Christmas music alone in my room (laughs) and sing along with it. I love Christmas. Like I found out that there wasn't a Santa Claus when I was six years old. I told my sister and she like, she was pissed because she said, Denise, you've ruined Christmas for me forever. Uh, And then after that, I would sneak downstairs. Like, my mom was like, well, then fuck this. I'm not going to keep doing this if you guys don't believe. I would sneak downstairs in the middle of the night on Christmas and decorate my entire house and hang up the stockings. I did this for years. They were like, well, just let her do it. I love Christmas. Just the three of you guys, or just like a whole family? Okay, so I have an older sister too. She lives in Atlanta. Her name is Michelle. This is not about me. Why are we talking about me on your podcast episode? Ah, this is all ah, uh, yes, a therapist. Look uh, what I do. See what I did? Do you see what I did? Ah. Um, yeah, but we I, like yeah. My whole extended family comes together. It's like thirty to forty people. Like we cook. We do like wow. all sorts of things. We play like a fireplace on a television somewhere. <laughs> like, we do all of it. I love that. That's become the new thing. Yeah. Like everyone's a dweeb and a fire. It's a fire hazard to have real fires. Those those haven't been what humanity's been using to heat their houses forever. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas," is, uh, and also the scene in Love Actually where they sing that. I I don't cry, but like I like get a little misty. Your eyes every, get an idea of crying. You, can you see it? Oh, in my you're, face? Cry, you're a little I misty know. right now. Thinking about it. I Mariah Carey's doing uh, Mariah Carey's. All I Want for Christmas is my second favorite okay, Christmas what's your song. First favorite? Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. That's so depressing. I'm obsessed with that song. <laughs> I, I love it because I think it's so hilarious that they, like, the whole time, it's like this Christmas song of, like, we're trying to help people, but we're being such idiots in how we say it. And it's, I love because, I mean, it's super 80s and I love yeah, everything, yeah. but, like, Bono singing and the Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom and then they go ping 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 like it's amazing like this is what doom sounds like like I love it so much oh my gosh and there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas I love I don't I don't I I love everything about it like they don't have other people don't have a Christmas we gotta help Oh I just, God. I love it so, I just think, because it, it's such a happy, upbeat yeah. song that the lyrics are so awful. Yeah. The, the, where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. I just, I love it so much. How is that a Christmas song? I know, that's what I love about it. Is it's just, I mean, I hope you use that as the outro music for this <laughs> podcast. Because everyone, it's, 
I just, it brings so much joy to my heart. Oh my God. And I just, anytime people are well-meaning and do something a little stupid, <laughs> it makes me so happy. Nice. <laughs> and that's, oh the, that's, gosh. that's yeah, it. That's very, very Yeah, nice. I love, I, uh, I love All I Want for Christmas, Mariah Carey, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and Sync had a Christmas album and had a couple of really, really good songs really? on it. Yes. Uh, their song, uh, they had a New Year's Eve song, Kiss Me at Midnight, which is really good, and Under My Tree is baller. I don't know. I have to listen to it. I'm the not, fact that I'm it's not, Under no, My no. Tree. It's no, like, it's called, it's good. Here's okay. the thing. I'm not all about, New Kids on the Block had a song, Funky Funky Christmas. Pretty good, but it's not, it's no Under My Tree, okay? okay. I can okay. objectively evaluate <laughs> the quality of boy right. band Christmas songs, but even, even as into boy bands as, and Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi sang a Christmas song, and I still love do they know it's Christmas okay. more than Bon Jovi and boy bands? I love it so much more. It's, oh, it's just the best. My mom used to love Neil Diamond, and he has all these Christmas albums that are just him like these. Oh, yeah, Neil Diamond sings a ton of. What? Oh, my God. All his songs are big. Like, get down on your knees. Praise Jesus. Oh, it's great. Really? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Like, I. Oh, man. Neil yeah. Diamond, Christmas. My mom, we'd always play. The Beatles, did, Paul McCartney did some Christmas songs. Oh, yeah. Uh, I that. And Yoko Ono screaming, Have a Merry, Merry Christmas. Terrible. You, know, you don't know. We gotta. How do you. You say I you're all about Christmas. I'm. Okay, I'm gonna teach <laughs> you. I'm gonna teach you about white people Christmas. Okay. okay. This is, like, you know what my other favorite is, song is? It's Nat King Cole. Okay, no, no, no. We gotta. I'm gonna like, introduce you to white people Christmas. I think you boys might, men had a Christmas yeah. album. Yeah. I, I remember that better than I remember oh, the yeah. things that you're talking no, about. No, I'm gonna give you a disclaimer. I'm gonna teach you about white people Christmas. It might make you like Christmas less. Is the disclaimer that once you learn about white people Christmas, <laughs> you might be like Christmas has lost some of its magic. <laughs> yeah. That that is pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> so I want to give you that. Dis I want to put that disclaimer out okay. there before we do this. But you ha do they know it's Christmas? Lights. Like it just lights up my goddamn life. Silly. It lights oh. up my life. I heard about that song on a podcast like two weeks ago. <laughs> like the circle is complete. Because <laughs> they did they remade it or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? They shouldn't have done that. It's the original. It's George Michael and Boy George and Bono pouring their hearts out with these ridiculous... Here's to you. The Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom. And then they have bells in the background going, ding, 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 ding. No, no. Oh, no, no. They did not. They did not. I love it. They play the bells behind him, the clanging chimes of doom. I just love it so so much like unreasonably so in that sometimes I'll just play it in like May or June just because I miss it in my life and I need it at that time I mean you never don't yeah. need it but I'm like this cheer, is cheer this is the song I need yeah. yeah I'm like this is the song I need right now I need to I need to remember that somewhere there are clanging chimes of doom and they sound just like Christmas bells but they're, they're terrible. Children. Yeah, they're following children. They're following poor children around. And they sound joyous, but they they mean business, and the business is doomed. I just imagine it. Some kid in, like, a poorly constructed house in, uh, like, a, like, a shanty town. Yes. And he's, like, he hears, like, the pleasant ding, 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 and, like, his face drops. This is no. a movie scene in my, my mind. We're like this thing that we associate with pleasantness. It's just like a bell, like any old bell. And like his face drops. He's like hands slap against his cheeks, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin style. Uh, and he's just like slow motion. No. no. I imagine that song makes me like think of like, I don't know, like George Michael and Boy George like knocking on the door of one of these like huts and dropping off like a boom box and being like, Merry You're Christmas. Awesome. They don't have electricity. Yeah. They're like, we knew you'd love this. They're like, they, the or like kid just holds it. <laughs> He's got a Christmas sweater for him. Skis. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's what I love about it.